Hello, and welcome to this DerivSource podcast. I'm Julia Schiefer, the founder and editor of DerivSource.com. This is the second episode in our ESG podcast series, where we are exploring the growing trend towards environmental, social, and governance investing. People are more focused than ever on the environment and social issues, and there has been a significant increase in interest among ESG-focused derivatives and futures in particular. In this episode, I'm speaking to Zubin Ramdarshan at Eurex about how client demand has led to the introduction of ESG index derivatives and the successful launch of several ESG-related products. Welcome to the podcast, Zubin. Thank you. Happy to be here. And Zubin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Yes, of course. So Zubin Ramdarshan, responsible for the equity and index product design team at Eurex. Uh, I've been in the role for just coming up to three years now. Prior to that, I was a customer of the exchange for 18 years, so on the derivative trading side. And so I guess I bring that practitioner point of view to the, to the exchange. So let's start a little bit at the beginning here. Can you tell us a little bit about the main drivers behind the initial launch of the ESG futures? I think as always an exchange, one of the benefits is we sit in between all different types of members. And the wonderful benefit of that, of course, is we source ideas from those members. And one of the elements was, of course, we were approached by a certain region, I'd say specifically Nordic members who requested us to look into index derivatives related to ESG strategies. The other thing that really drove us is looking at trends in ETF launches. So looking at what themes had been prevalent in recent launches. And we we definitely caught that the ESG was very much a trend that was supported by growing assets under management. And as I said, um, latent client demand. So Tell me a little bit about the kind of traction that you're getting with the ESG derivatives or futures at this time. Really, to, to put it in a brief statement, it's been really a, a fantastic start. You know, having seen a few product launches since I've been in my role, this is definitely one of the more successful ones. Uptake has been progressive and actually very steep in terms of, of growth trajectory. We have seen uh, in the three futures we've launched which were the Stocks Europe 600 ESG, the Eurostocks 50 low carbon, and the the third index future, which is the Stocks Europe climate impact. All three have traded. That said, there's really a picture of, I'd say, concentration in the ESGX index. So the light exclusion methodology, where we've had the bulk of the volume, so 250,000 contracts since launch in mid-February and an open interest of uh, 56,000 contracts, which equates to just shy of 800 million euros notional. So traction-wise, very happy, hoping to kick on from this point. And I I think it's really uh, one of the more successful examples we've had where, um, as I said, uptake and participation from members has been really quite rapid. So you mentioned ESGX and that it's the most popular. Can you tell me a little bit about why you feel the light exclusion method is most popular? Yeah, no, you're quite right. It is the most popular. The reason I think is because it's simplicity. So in terms of an entry point into ESG investing, a light exclusion method is clearly removing uh, non-compliant names or names that don't satisfy ESG criteria is very easy to understand. And in most cases, 
you know, certainly in our stocks, Europe 600 ESGX version, you're removing only a handful of the names. So you don't significantly change the benchmark. I think that's key as well. Investors will track a benchmark. Removing, you know, more than I'd say five to 10% of a basket is quite an, uh, quite an active decision. And you start to have tracking error at that point. And so uh, I think, you know, light exclusion has been successful because A, it's easy to understand. Uh, as I said, B, it doesn't change the risk reward dynamics of the benchmark too significantly. And as I said, it's an entry point into the, the ESG investing and the SRI investing theme where it's very clear that you're satisfying criteria. And looking at your members, as you mentioned, this is quite popular with them. What are the growth opportunities for asset managers? What Eurex has done by listing these three index futures is we further enhance the toolkit available to asset managers. So I think prior to the arrival of the launch of our futures, if you, if you wish to implement, let's say, an ESG theme or an ESG mandate, there was really, I'd say, two sort of primary routes you could take. One was, of course, executing a basket which adhered to ESG criteria, ESG rules on a cash basis. The second way was really through OTC total return swap. So approaching your prime broker, your, your banking relationships and constructing a bespoke basket and then executing via total return swap. I think with the future, we simply enhance the range of, as I said, the range of products you can use to implement a, an ESG strategy. So I think that opens a number of avenues for asset managers in terms of a cash management. Futures are often used as a cash management tool. I think also, you know, naturally with futures, you do get that leverage exposure because they're a margined instrument. There's also the liquidity aspect. I think one huge advantage is having an order book with uh, continuous pricing during the trading day gives that, uh, I'd say, visibility, transparency and comfort in, you know, ensuring best execution when it comes to utilizing the futures. So it makes sense because obviously this is a, a huge trend, especially as you mentioned in, in Europe. And so more asset managers need products at their disposal to support this trend and this need. Can you talk to me a little bit about any plans to list other ESG-related products this year, next year? Absolutely. Yes. So certainly do have plans to extend the product range. As you know, we started with the three stocks-based futures at Eurex, we're typically agnostic in terms of the index partner we engage with. Stocks is traditionally a strong partner. We have other partners, uh, namely MSCI. We also look at a natural extension once you have listed futures where there's liquidity is asking ourselves the question, when do we launch the respective options? And I think at the moment, the team is looking into what makes sense on launching options on the three index products. We're also looking at extending the range of index providers we use. Um, I already mentioned one of the names we're closely associated with already. And one of the observations we'd say from the structured products market is there's a very successful stocks benchmark, which is the select benchmark. This is really actually a combination of two factors. It's uh, low volatility and high dividend yield. The reason being is on the structured product side, that has the effect of making the call option particularly cheap, which then can be embedded into a structured product. So there is also a version which has an ESG component methodology to it. And we're also looking closely at the potential to list products based on that benchmark. And talking about all these plans that you have for more product launches, 
What do you view as the growth potential of these? I think the growth potential is bringing the, I'd say, in the first instance, light exclusion methodology to other country or other regional benchmarks. I think, as I said, that's the the one that has the the most success. We have it on our main European, the Stock 600 benchmark. I think there's good reason to believe extending that to other country benchmarks or other regional benchmarks would make sense. The other areas where growth potential exists, and probably a little bit further down the, the sort of listing phase for us would be to move into narrower themes. And this could be, if I look at the ESG themes where there is, let's say, assets being gathered, it would be in things like water, waste management, uh, plastics, green real estate. They're definitely more at the niche end, but there is demand for, uh, I'd say, uh, Delta One solutions there. So we've, we've talked a lot about the trends, the opportunities, and of course, you know, what this means to the asset managers and future product plans. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the challenges that you've, that you've faced and you experienced with launching these ESG products? I, I think the first one we came across was, I'd say, validating methodologies. I think that that's the key one. In the ESG space, there are many ways it can be approached. You know, what, one of the features which I think has enabled ESG expansion is the immense amount of data that's been collected by various sources, particularly really in the last even two or three years. And I'm, I'm pointing here to, you know, Stocks partners with one company, Sustainalytics, also CDP, the Carbon Disclosure Project, and also ISS Ethics. So there are numerous sources of ESG or climate impact scoring. I think here the challenge is to have standardization. It doesn't quite exist. You know, there's many examples of companies where on one methodology, they score a one. On a different methodology, they may score a five, i.e., you know, from being the best to being the worst in class. So there's an inconsistency feature of certain ESG methodologies. So I think one of the things we spent our time doing before we launched our products was we had an independent, I'd say, analysis and verification of the respective index methodologies, just to satisfy ourselves as Eurex that these were appropriate and the right products to initiate the ESG segment on. Because I think as an exchange, members in the marketplace do look to us as, I'd say, a brand where if we were to launch futures, there's an assumption behind it that we've done our homework and, and performed our due diligence. So that was one of the challenges that we, we had to satisfy ourselves that the due diligence was completed. And presumably this focus on data and being able to validate the methodologies is an ongoing uh, effort that you have to continue through. I think, you know, if you ask me what will happen going forward is I think there'll be some convergence in terms of methodology, standardization of scoring, but that takes time. You know, as you said, it takes time, I think, empirically, you know, how does it actually work when you implement the various options in terms of running an ESG strategy, of which futures is one of the ways you can now do that. So you've already alluded to a little bit about how this space will be evolving. Talking about that more generally, how do you see the trend for ESG or sustainable investing evolving, say, in the next two years? I think the key benchmarks will all start to incorporate some form of ESG criteria, ESG screening, essentially incorporate an ESG component into the methodology. You know, we have obviously on Eurex, the big benchmark being Eurostox 50 Recently, you would have seen the news that stocks licensed Eurostox 50 
ESG X index to UBS, which they have their own large internal ETF platform. I think that will happen around the globe in terms of benchmarks in the US, in Asia, in developing markets as well. I can certainly see a landscape where those benchmarks have ESG methodologies incorporated and you get a wholesale migration of existing open interest and existing positions into the new ESG compliant benchmark. I could see that being a feature of financial markets going forwards. Well, that's been very insightful. Thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. You're welcome. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. We hope you have found this podcast useful. Please do stay tuned for the next installment on ESG and asset management. And to find out more on this topic, please go to DerivSource.com for our show notes and related articles. You can also contact us by editor at DerivSource.com to give us feedback or suggest what you would like us to cover in the future. Thank you again and join us next time.